is the man that you fear most in football staring you right in the face? Pitch to Walter, looking for the record, cuts back, he's got it! Historians may debate whether Chicago's defense was the best unit ever to play the game. Go Bears! Welcome to the ESPN Chicago Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on the ESPN Chicago app, 100.3 HD2, and ESPN 1000. Here are your hosts, ABC 7's Dion Miller and ESPN 1000's Jeff Miller. Are you excited, Dion Miller? Um, I am thrilled. My first time at Points Bet Sportsbook, and I am already in love. I've got a little crush on this place already. I have to say, this is the perfect time to be at a Points Bet Sportsbook. We are at the Points Bet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racecourse. Yes. We're hanging out until 3 o'clock today. It is week 7 of NFL Sunday is already underway. We're watching and consuming plenty of NFL football and we are here to break down Bears and Bucks. That game kicks off at 325. We'll be talking to Jeff Dickerson later on 215 today. Teddy Greenstein's going to hop on and give us the latest in regards to the gambling world. All you need to know about Points Bet Sportsbook and some of the special boosts they have going on. They've created some name of bets for us. Very cool. You can Very only cool. make those wagers at a Points Bet Sportsbook in a Chicagoland location. So what better way to come out and celebrate with us today at the Hawthorne Racecourse establishment and make a bet. And we'll... I- I gotta be honest, it's pouring rain outside. Mm -hmm. So, this, if you're gonna leave your house, come somewhere where you can be in the lap of luxury, Mm -hmm. get served with wonderful service, say hello to us, watch the games, place your bets. Like, what? There's nowhere else to be. It is the perfect way to consume an NFL Sunday. So, again, we're out at the Points Bet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racecourse today, and we will be at some of the other locations later on in the season. But today, Hawthorne Racecourse is the place to be. Uh, celebrate with us. We're uh, hopefully getting you set for a Bears victory. Can oh. they repeat what they did last year at Soldier Field, this time in Tampa Bay? No. Um, that was a real quick note. Uh, you know, last week, I remember I woke up with such optimism. It's like, woo, they're going to upset the Packers. This is going to be great. And now after the I own you moment. Correct. Now they have to face a quarterback who truly does own just about everybody, right? So I don't, I don't feel good about this okay. at all. I, I feel like there's a lot of disarray at House Hall and facing the defending Super Bowl champs who uh, Tom Brady might have a chip on his shoulder towards the Bears. I mean, maybe. Uh, so I don't feel good about this. I think that's fair. And you mentioned there, the, the Bears seem like they are in disarray. Jimmy Graham was placed on the COVID-19 list on Friday, so he did mm-hmm. not travel with the team. Good news, Damien Williams was removed from the list yesterday, so he's going to be available for the Bears. But we just got word within the last hour that the Bears have placed uh, their right tackle, Elijah Wilkinson, on the reserve COVID-19 list, list. So he is not going to be able to start today. Have to wonder if maybe Alex Barr steps in as the yeah. starter. Uh, Arlington Hambright has been elevated to the active roster from the practice squad. So that is something we'll get more information from Jeff Dickerson about when he joins us later in the show. But you mentioned it. You brought it up. Uh, we should mention briefly the Packers beating the Bears yet again Yeah. for the 45th time in the last 60 meetings. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers 
do you agree with the man's assessment that he owns the Bears? Uh, I was more disturbed by Cole Komet this week literally and saying, well, he's not wrong. And, and I wanted in that moment for Matt Nagy to respond in a way that says, that will, that will never happen again on yeah. our field. We will not allow someone to come into our stadium and declare that they own this team. We will take control of this of this rivalry, we will respond. And we didn't hear that this week. I, I'll be honest with you, throughout the week, based on that moment and moving forward, I felt like Aaron Rodgers made them the butt of even more jokes. Mm-hmm. And then moving into the week, it felt like they were defeated. You could feel it all the way around heading into even this matchup. The energy had kind of been sucked out of the building, and now they've added this new layer of this COVID stuff that's been going on that's, you know, shuffling personnel all over the place, it can't give them or anyone watching much confidence heading into this matchup. I agree with you. I think it was actually in a game where the Bears played well, at least well enough against the Packers where they were in it, yeah, and they had an opportunity to go ahead and do something where they might be able to steal a victory at home against a team that I think most people will admit, if you're being honest with yourself, is a better team all in all. You, the Packers at 5-1, and one, you know, expect, you throw that first game out. We were on the air right. watching that unfold against the Saints. I don't know what happened, but the Packers are clearly a better team than what we saw in the opening week. They're 5-0 and oh since that debacle. Mm-hmm. They're the better team right now. And, by the way, they have one of the best quarterbacks in the league in comparison to the Bears rookie. But I'm with you. I think the innocuous trash talk from Aaron Rodgers oh. that happened actually made a game where the Bears – might have been able to claim a little bit of a moral victory. Yeah. It made the game that much worse simply by that little trash talk and dig that he threw in because, to your point, people like Cole Komet had to answer the question. And there's if, there's nothing they can say. No. When the Packers have been absolutely dominant in the last 30 years of this yeah. rivalry, yeah. what can you say if you're being honest as a – the only I think the only way to maybe address it is to twist and not directly answer, but just say, that's fine, they got us, we'll get them next time, right? Yes, and we didn't hear that, but we didn't hear that at all. Instead, it it went on to that Matt Nagy talk of, we know where we're at, we know what we have, we know how we feel about things. I mean, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's what it sounds like after a while, right? Like, it's not this motivation to say we're never gonna we're never gonna stand for this, and we are gonna we're gonna bring the pride back to this founding franchise that hasn't been there in the league's oldest rivalry. You just got embarrassed, and now you head into this matchup today, where exactly no one is giving you a chance, and and that just can't feel good for this team that feels like they had a lot more off the field stuff going on this week from social media and now the COVID stuff to actually be focused on playing a football game against the defending champs. 312-332-3776 if you want to check in, talk to us about the Bears and Bucks matchup at 325 today. They're going to get the primetime treatment as Jim Nance and Tony Romo will be on the call, so that'll be interesting to consume as well. As Bears fans, we will get to see Tony Romo, the uh, million-dollar man per week, right? I think that's what the uh, contract was. How do I get that gig? Yeah, not too shabby. (laughs) How about that? That's crazy. That's crazy. uh, Longtime Pro Bowl quarterback makes more money calling games than he ever did in his uh, playing career. That's that's just absurd. But he'll be on the call (laughs) with Jim Nance uh, for Bears and Bucks calling the GOAT, Tom Brady. You talked about, you know, will he have revenge on his mind? It's interesting because 
the Buccaneers are going to be shorthanded. They don't have Antonio Brown. They don't yep. have Rob Gronkowski. Gronkowski. Levante David has been ruled out. Now, it looks like I, I haven't, we haven't received the uh, inactives just yet, but Mm-mm. it seems like Jason Pierre-Paul will be available for the Bucks, even though he didn't practice all week. So the Bucks are going to be shorthanded. I'm not sure if that's deliberate or if they looked at the Bears as their opponent at home and said, you know what, Antonio, Gronk, take this week off. We, yeah. got, we got this. Nevertheless, Tom Brady has extra motivation. He has extra motivation. He's not embarrassed very often, and he was embarrassed in that moment at Soldier Field. He's been able to kind of, I guess, now make light of it. Like, he kind of joked about it a little bit this week when he was asked about it, about it but then he quickly turned it back to, we, we're nowhere near where we need to be as a team, and, and we've got all this stuff to prove. He quickly went back to that, and so it does feel like he has held this kind of, he's got this chip on his shoulder and this revenge factor heading into this one, which does not bode well for a Bears team that is, is also shorthanded and comes into this so, such a heavy underdog on the road. It just, it just doesn't feel good. No, no, it doesn't at all. And I would challenge anybody out there. I don't think... You know, you hate to make definitive statements, but especially when uh, it spans over 20 years of an NFL career, I don't think there's ever been a time in his NFL career where Tom Brady has looked more foolish than he did in on Thursday Night Football yeah. at Soldier Field yeah. last season. Because as he may have had more disappointing movement moments, mm-hmm. Super Bowl losses. Totally. Um, you know, when the, when the Patriots lost a winnable conference championship against the Colts and Peyton Manning, when they probably felt like they let get away. Sure, there were more disappointing moments in Tom Brady's career, but I don't think he's ever looked as foolish as a football player as he did on that Thursday night game last season at Soldier Field. And because of that reason, I think you're right. I think there's that extra motivation for him to go out and put it on the Bears. Now, mm-hmm. you know, they, and they still have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait, who we'll hear from later in the uh, in the pregame show. He joined Waddle and Sylvie. He had some interesting and fun things to to, to to say, so we'll let you hear some of that from him. The uh, local boy done good playing tight end yeah, alongside sure. O.J. Howard. So there's still, and oh yeah, Leonard Fournette didn't even mention him. So even though they're going to be without Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski today, the Buccaneers still have plenty of options that they can oh. beat the Bears with. Yeah, and it starts with Tom Brady. I mean, he's a different quarterback with this team than he was even a year ago because, as we mentioned, when when they when the Bears hosted the Bucs, it was a Thursday night. They were on a short week. They, he was still trying to figure things out. With it. it was it was week. What would that have been? Five, maybe. Sounds uh, about sorry, right. I should yeah. know that no, off the top of my head. Yeah, four or five. Like- it was October eighth, so it was earlier in the season. And he was still trying to. He didn't have his full complement. He was still finding his rhythm with a new team for the first time in. 20 years. So there's some caveats to that there. But you're right about that embarrassing moment that they made a meme out of that's all over the place, sure. right? Like everybody's seen it. We could call it up in a moment. We were making jokes in the media this week that we felt like Tom would throw four touchdown passes by halftime just so he could hold up four fingers with authority this yep. time and nobody and kind of rub it in their face. And I, I fear that that may happen. You were right, by the way, week five. So it was okay. week five last year when the Bucks visited the Bears at Soldier Field. And it was... You know, they came into that game beat up as well. Yeah. Uh, I remember several, I believe Chris Godwin was banged up entering that game. I know Mike, Mike Evans was as well. Um, so they were banged up at that time, and they were still becoming accustomed to the os- offense that Tom Brady wanted to run. It seemed like at that point that Tom Brady and Bruce Arians weren't quite on the same page with each other. They were still figuring each other out. And clearly, by the end of the season, they had. 
because they were the ones holding up the Lombardi Trophy at the expense of the Kansas City Chiefs last season in the Super Bowl. So the Bears do have their work cut out for them. Can they find a way to win this game, too, without David Montgomery? Now, no, we've seen Khalil, Her- Khalil Herbert look good last week. Impress- he's been impressive. I've, I've really been impressed with not only the way that he's looked on Sunday, but just his, his whole approach and mm-hmm. the way he's interacted with the media. But watching him work out, very, very similar to Montgomery. I mean, there's several times where I've looked up and said that, like in, the, in his last two games, that, wow, he looks like Montgomery. Yeah, no, and there, I will say there was... One screen pass, which looked like it could have gone for a big gainer later in the game. I was disappointed he dropped mm-hmm. because it's never one play. I know a lot of Bears fans were disappointed with the officials because they were bad. Yeah. Um, I will say I don't think the officials had it out for the Bears. I just think, unfortunately, for the NFL, the officiating as a whole is not great. Right. And so... Every once in a while, it may go against your team more times than not, and that is what happened to the Bears last week. Nevertheless, Khalil Herbert, as good as he did look, I was disappointed with that drop on the screenplay in the late third, maybe early fourth quarter, mm-hmm. when they were trying to get yes, back in I that remember. game. Yeah. And it was just one of those plays where you wonder if you know a healthy David Montgomery makes that play. Damien Williams will be back. He is off the COVID list. He is a better... Now, he was second on the depth chart, but I think... What we saw from the Bears, they showed their hand a couple weeks ago when both were active. Active, Damian Williams scored the touchdown, but Khalil Herbert actually got more carries in that game. We saw last week, I think they like what Khalil Herbert gives them in the run game a little more than what Damian Williams does. Damian Williams, probably the better pass catcher. So the fact that they'll have both available is a good thing because I'll tell you what. It is difficult to run on the Bucks. They yeah. are the best oh. run defense in the league. Fifth, less than 60 yards rushing a game is what they're allowing right now. The one thing the Bears may have is that they're probably going to commit to the run more than any other team has so far. Okay. A, lot of, a lot of teams will abandon the run almost immediately when they're playing the Bucks because they see it generally doesn't work. But the Bears, I think, are going to have to be committed to the run game if they want any chance of really winning this. So... I would, I would expect the Bears to run more against the Bucks than any other team has so far this season. And maybe if they stay committed without Levante David you know, out there today, maybe they'll find a little more success than other teams have so far. But by committed to the run, that means don't like freak out if things don't go smoothly or you fall behind right away. Like They, they commit to it with authority. Like I want to see that happen for the Bears, that they aren't just like wishy-washy and then they all of a sudden go back to trying to get Justin Fields to pass and they're, they're rushing things and they're scrambling because they've fallen behind. Early again. 312-332-3776. She's Dion Miller. I'm Jeff Meller. Miller and Meller here at the Points Bet Sportsbook at Club Hawthorne. Hawthorne Race Cups. Come out and join us today. We're hanging out till 3 o'clock at you set for Bears and Bucks, 3501 South Laramie in Cicero. Great time to come out and join Great us. Time. Say hello. Easy We're happy drive. and excited to it's have everybody here. here. Watch all these NFL games. It doesn't get any better than this. The ESPN Chicago pregame show, of course, is brought to you by Points Bet Sportsbook and also sponsored by 3Chi and Valparaiso University. You mentioned a lot of shenanigans going on this week. It's <laughs> a good uh, word for some it. Some social media unrest from a very important player, yep. Jalen Johnson. He addressed it on Friday. We'll let you know what he had to say about his Full Paw, the Instagram post that he put out there. We'll let you hear from him next here on ESPN 1000. 
This is the ESPN Chicago Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show live from Hawthorne Racetrack and the Points Bet Sportsbook with ABC 7's Dion Miller and ESPN 1000's Jeff Miller. Listen to Chicago's home for sports on the ESPN Chicago app, 100.3 HD2, and ESPN 1000. We are back live at the PointsBet Sportsbook at Club Hawthorne today, hanging out. Jeff Meller alongside Dean Miller, having a blast watching mm-hmm. NFL football as we get you set for Bears and Bucks at Raymond James Stadium at 325 today. Dion, earlier this week, oh, Jalen Johnson was fined for tardiness. Yes. He was late to a team meeting, and I'm curious... Now, Jalen Johnson, he's a young player, second-year player. Yes. lot bright future ahead. I'm curious. They think a bright present, too. Yeah, like absolutely. He's doing very well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and very well. Very possible even brighter days because he is um, excellent. He's clearly their top corner. He is probably the main reason why they felt comfortable allowing Kyle Fuller they, uh, to release yes, him for correct. some salary cap savings. So I'm curious. What would the mom and you say to Jalen Johnson before he goes out and posts on Instagram the letter that he received informing him from the team of the fine for his own tardiness? If you're on time, you're late. Isn't that what we're told? You're early's on time. On time is late. Late is forgotten, right? Isn't that the, that's what I have taught my children. Mm-hmm. We go, we are on time. We are, that's being respectful of someone else's time. And that should be communicated throughout the entire team. I will tell you, we're sitting there on Wednesday. It comes across Instagram while we're waiting for Matt Nagy to come in and talk to us. And I looked at it and then I looked up and I'm like, is this, is this real? Mm-hmm. Like, did he really put this out there? And, and so quickly screenshot it. I think we all did. And yep. we were like, wait. Yes. Okay. So clearly Nagy knew he got the fine. Then as we talk to the head coach, we say that he posted this. Does that mean that it's, it's a bigger issue than just the fine itself? And Nagy's like, well, that's news to me. All right. That, that doesn't sit well as a, as a fan, even as a member of the media for the head coach to say, well, I didn't, I didn't know he posted it. And it had been 35 minutes had passed. So something's being lost in the communication there clearly disappointing and then then we don't hear from Jalen until Friday mm-hmm. when coach assures us that they've had a great conversation and then Jalen responds to the moment and I'm I don't know I th- well let's hear what he said let's hear what he said that was never my intent um to post to make the post I mean it was only to select few people um but I mean at the end of the day I messed up I posted it when I didn't mean to but I mean at the end of the day it is what it is I gotta own up to it um but I mean I was late at the end of the day, so I mean, if I didn't want that to be to happen in the first place, I shouldn't have been late. So I mean, I understand that. I wasn't worried about the discipline, just more so of a joke to my friends saying how much I got fined for being late. But that's it. How surprised were you that it took on the white pretty quickly? Oh, very surprised. I mean, it went from me, an innocent post, just talking to people, and all of a sudden now my name's headlining over an Instagram post. I mean. It is what it is. I mean, I gave the media something to talk about, and they took it around with it. So, I mean, it is what it is. So, you weren't actually that angry? Nah, I mean, the day I was late. I can't be mad because I was late. But, I mean, it was. it's not about that. This is a man who has 56,000 followers on Instagram, mm-hmm. and he thought he was just sharing it with a couple of people he knows. Now, now, did he intend it just to be a text? 
because he clearly took the Instagram route. Yeah. So, and it's interesting you brought that up because I, you know, you and I are both a little bit older now than the youth <laughs> that are playing in the NFL. And so I had to defer to a couple of younger men in uh, Black and Abdallah. Not, not, not that much younger, but slightly younger. Point it out. I do. I do <laughs> I, they're more in touch with the IG crowd. So I was uh, w- on with Waddle on Friday, and I asked them, is his explanation plausible? And they both agreed it was possible. You know, you could be sharing with your closer, uh, intend on Instagram to share with close friends and not your entire followers. He said it's possible. Huh. And so... I, listen, I don't know how. I, okay, I, I don't I, post enough so on Instagram. There is a. It was an Instagram. See, wait, story, wait, wait, wait. Right? This is beautiful. We bring this in Tyler Rocky. Tyler. The uh, the twenty. Are you twenty four or twenty five? Twenty four. Twenty four. The twenty five year old Tyler Aki, who will relate and tell us all about why Jalen Johnson could have possibly, plausibly posted his post without Please meaning explain to. Explain this. So it was an Instagram story, correct? Yes, it was. All right. So there is a setting on Instagram where you can only share it with this group that you create called Close Friends. Yep. And what? there's like a green ring around it if you're in the Close Friends group when mm-hmm. you're scrolling through the Instagram stories. So that right there is potentially the explanation for it. Exactly. I, I mean, That's the First si- of all, did not know that. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Listen to the voice of the youth I, come through. Thank you, Tyler. I, don't, I had no idea that was even possible. Absolutely. Okay, so Have now, you ever felt older in your life? Than I mean, what he, he, just, <laughs> he just basically, what Tyler did for us is... Oh, my God. He, he, t- see if this rings uh, true for you, Deanne. What he did is... Back when you used to set the VCR for your grandparents, yes. that's what Tyler he just did, did for us. He explains to us he what just, happened. He just IG explained me, and I have to take it because okay. I really he didn't did, know. He, he, like I said, Black and Abdallah did uh, the same for me on Friday. So okay. it's, it's plausible that he did not intend to put it out there publicly. I will say, this just goes to show, hey, youth out there, be aware when you're throwing stuff out on social media. Yeah. Is this not part of head coach job that he doesn't say to his players hey be careful what you put on social media because you play for the bears you are not you are no longer just just a, a buddy who you're yeah. putting stuff out to. no you play for the bears this is going to take this is going to grab national attention especially when someone just came into our stadium and said i own you and that's become a headline people are paying attention to absolutely everything you do i'll say this jaylon johnson's explanation I felt it was, it was, um, I felt like it had substance. I didn't feel like he was, you know, sometimes you'll get a guy come out there and say what he thinks they want, what people want him to say. Yeah. But you can tell that there's no sincerity in it, right? Right. It sounded sincere to me, so that's why I'll give Jalen Johnson the benefit of the doubt. I will say, though, we did, I think, get an insight into what his true feelings about the whole issue was. And so I hope that maybe this. What this whole, uh, as it unfolded, and he gets to see the reaction from people, is, hey, look, nobody's going to feel sorry for you when you were the one who was late. Yeah, correct. You're a multi-million dollar athlete. I know, you know, athletes don't like that when their salaries are brought into it, but you're being compensated handsomely. You can show up on time to a meeting. Yeah. You know, and so hopefully this is the learning experience that he needs going forward. It won't be an issue, I hope. And if it is, don't, certainly don't share it. On IG <laughs> or any other social media no. platform and put no. yourself in the position where you can be criticized with really no recourse. What does Tom Waddle always say? Holster your Twitter, right? Like, don't don't put it out there mm-hmm. before you like think before 
you post. I yeah. mean, that should be that should be written everywhere in Hallis Hall for these guys to see. And and you're right about his response. Seemed very genuine to to me. Like mm-hmm. he was like, I'm I'm surprised it took off, but the fine was warranted. I was late. I was late. I get it. Hopefully, it is a lesson for him, and he can move forward from this and and learn from it. And not, I mean, obviously, not want the attention, the negative attention that it brought, both on him and the team. Because you know what, a little thing, and you could talk about this about how the Bears love their culture. If <laughs> your better players should be the team leaders, and yeah. Jalen Johnson has the opportunity to be one of the better players if he isn't already on this defense, and so he's in his second year. But by next year, you'd hope he's going to be a team leader. And they set the tone. Your best players, yeah. you hope they're on time and ready to go and creating that atmosphere inside the locker room up at Hallis Hall that, listen, this is a winning organization and we're going to do things the way our coach wants. If he wants us here at 8.15, guess what? We're here at 8.10 ready yeah. to go. Yeah, or 8 o'clock. And I argue that, though, this is a 3-3 three and three team that this week felt like they were more 1-5. Like, it just that was the vibe I got. They felt very defeated. You don't hear these stories coming out about the elite of the NFL. You just, you just don't. You're right. It's, yeah, it really and, doesn't And so happen. winning organizations, if you really want to be a winning organization, eliminate this stuff. Yes. And, that's, and that, to me, starts with the head coach. That's the voice of Deion Miller of ABC7. You see her uh, hosting your sports all the time yes. at 10 o'clock news. I'm Jeff Meller. We're here at the Points Bet Sportsbook at Club Hawthorne. Come out and join us today. We're here till 3 o'clock getting you set for Bears and Bucks with a 325 kick up. Kick off the ESPN Chicago pregame show, as always, is brought to you by Points Bet Sportsbook, but also sponsored by 3 Chi and Valparaiso University. When we come back, we jump inside Deion Miller's notebook. Yes. This, this, this is the ESPN Chicago Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Live from the Points Bet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racetrack. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. We are hanging out at the Points Bet Sportsbook at Club Hawthorne here in Cicero, 3501 South Laramie. I'm Jeff Meller alongside Deion Miller. Getting set for Bears and Bucks. Kickoff at 325 today. We're hanging out till 3 o'clock, so come on out and join us. Uh, pretty sweet setup, Dion. I have mm-hmm. to say, uh, this awesome. is the way to consume an NFL Sunday. Uh, and, by the way, make a wager or two while you're here. I mean, I can think of no better way to, send, to spend a Sunday. Correct. Oh, yes. It's quite magical. And I, I mean, if we didn't work on Sundays, I would spend more time here. Yes, I would. Maybe, maybe I will come on Tuesday, which is my Sunday. There you go. You just won't have, you just won't have <laughs> would the that NFL. Be weird? No, but you just won't have the NFL Sunday that's action to bet on. So that's why I highly recommend coming out today and joining us while we're here until 3 o'clock. All right, let's jump inside the notepad of Deanne Miller. Dion Miller cracks open her notepad to bring you inside Hallis Hall on the ESPN Chicago pregame show. Week seven. It is week seven already. Justin Fields getting set to make his fifth career start. And he comes out of a game that uh, 14 points is not going to get it done. Everybody knows that. Both Matt Nagy and Bill Lazor said that Fields is actually, though, starting to think the way that the coaches think. So I think that's good. 
what they want to focus on this week is stringing some of those good plays together. And I asked him, you know, Justin, how close do you feel like this offense is to consistently putting those things together on the field? And here's what he had to say. I feel great about it. I think, I honestly think we're growing every day. Um, you know, the, the part that sucks is just, you know, not, not being able to win games. So, uh, but as long as we're growing and, and, and getting uh, better every day, I think, you know, that's the main focus right now. And, just, you know, eventually, you know, our growth will pay off at the end. So um, we just, you know, hope to win while we continue to grow rather than, you know, continue to grow and not win. All right. Did you hear his voice? Mm-hmm. Did that sound like a quarterback that's that's on the verge of stringing together good things? This is where I get back to that what I heard in that was defeat. He said it, it sucks that we're, we're not able to, to grow and continue to win. You've lost one game. One of the last, you, you're, you've won two of the last three. Mm-hmm. Where is that confidence? Where is that going into this week? And that makes me a little bit nervous. You look at his numbers, though. I, I hope that they're right about the way that he's growing. But so far... 53 of 99, 632 yards, two touchdowns. Tom Brady's got four times that already, he does right? That, he does that every two weeks. He does that every two weeks. So it, it, I'm worried about the psyche of this guy. How many times have Bears fans said, don't ruin him, don't ruin him? And I, I am honestly concerned because he sounded like they had lost six in a row. Hmm. And they haven't. It's just been one. So I'm interested to see how he responds in this moment, and I hope that it's not getting in his head. Oh, speaking of TB12, we've touched on it already. His embarrassment last year at Soldier Field. Obviously, this week he was asked about that. I've got two pieces of sound from Tom Brady because he's Tom Brady, yes. right? Like, so there's it, you wonder how he's getting in the psyche of the Bears' heads. But first, the go- I see how it is. The goat gets preferential treatment in Deion's notebook. Yeah, well. I it's mean, fair. it's fair. He's our age. Seven Super Bowls, you get two sound bites. He's our age, yes. And he even pointed out the fact that his son is closer to Justin Fields' age than Tom Brady actually is. So does that mean Tom Brady could be Justin Fields' dad? Actually, yes. He yes, the way uh, the, the, the way, way I was taught in, in biology, absolutely, he could. <laughs> he be. could. And you know what? Real quick, did you have the notes? I don't want to step on anything, but this is the matchup of the largest yes age differential, largest age differential, which also means that I could be Justin Fields' mom. We're not going to talk about that right now. We're going to talk about Tom Brady holding on to this fact that he was embarrassed at Soldier Field, and I want to note for the audio when he answered this question about that moment, he did have a smile on his face and he was laughing a little bit because he knows that he became a joke in that moment. So here's what he had to say. Seems like a long time ago, but actually it wasn't that long ago. So yeah, that was, that, that hasn't happened very often in my career. For some reason that happened at that moment. Um, but yeah, that was a tough loss. And I think we learned a lot from that loss, lot, that last year. There was a lot of self-inflicted issues. There was a lot of penalties. There was a lot of miscommunications. There was a lot of things that weren't clean. And then ultimately... We have a chance to win the game in two minutes by going down and kicking a field goal, and we don't get the job done. So penalties not coming through in critical situations, I think something that we've come through in critical situations, we've cut down on the penalties. But you know, it's, you got to stress that and continue to stress that all the time. It's not like that's ever a finished subject either. You know, you got to work at it every day, and that's why you know you got to sharpen your skills. 
Okay, so what I heard in that was that it was self-inflicted why they lost, not that the Bears beat them. And I think that Tom Brady has held on to that because it was it was an embarrassing moment. It was a Thursday night game. They were the only game on. They lost by one, and they felt like they could have won that game. I think he's definitely held on to it. And he talked about you, you still have a lot to prove. He said it, that whole press conference this week was about that at 5-1, and one, the Bucks are not anywhere where they need to be. Mm-hmm. And I fear that the Bears are going to be – take the brunt of that this week because they are shorthanded and they do feel like they have a lot to prove and, and TB12 has been waiting a whole year to prove that. Mm-hmm. Okay, So then we get to the end of his press conference and he is reminded that this is the first time he's ever faced off against an Ohio State quarterback. Yeah, and as uh, a Michigan gonna, alum. Oh wait, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's yeah, play it. This is what uh, he said. I'm not going to say anything too inflammatory about Ohio State. <laughs> That's what you're getting to do. But I'll have my time. Usually Ohio State. This is Michigan State week so I can kind of those are the guys that I can kind of go after. Um, that's interesting. Why, why is there not a lot of Ohio State quarterbacks in the pros? There's a lot of Michigan guys over the years, but not a lot of Ohio State guys. I'll be sure to say hi to them after the game. I famously did not say hi to Nick Foles after the game last year. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like this is part of that grudge he is holding. And P.S., totally dissing Northwestern because it's not Michigan State week yet. When he answered that question, it was Northwestern week Looking for ahead. Michigan. Looking ahead. Looking ahead. So I feel like this is part of that, his MO. And his he's so fiercely competitive, right? Like he's he's like Aaron Rodgers in that like notorious Hall of Fame grudge holder. Yes. And so here we are. This is why he's good because yeah. he still has a lot to prove. And this week, Jalen Johnson, I believe, said it's amazing to watch Tom Brady because he has nothing left to prove. Oh, don't tell TB12 that, right? So he's going to prove a lot today and you want to talk about utter confidence i think it's easy i think it's easy for him to say he'll have a, a meeting with uh justin fields because i think he feels pretty good about being on the victorious side yeah. of things yes yes will he feel the same way if somehow some way justin fields comes out and does i think no. what a lot of even though you want to be hopeful and you know maybe dream I think a lot of bears fans are tempering their expectations and being realistic and just hoping the bears don't get boat raced, right? Right, like, right. But but if Justin Fields does maybe what's the unthinkable and they go to Tampa and somehow, some way they put it on the Bucks, boy, will the conversation be completely different. I wonder if Tom Brady will go out and give Justin Fields a nice handshake and pat on. It's a reason to watch till the Absolutely. end of the game. <laughs> One more. Okay, so the last thing that stuck out to me this week was on Friday when Matt Nagy uh, talked to the media again about the social media stuff that had gone on. It wasn't just Jalen Johnson. It was Eddie Jackson who needs to check his vibe because he started calling out Lance Briggs, which is a big no-no for Bears fans, um, despite the way that Briggs' career maybe ended or took a dip 10 years ago. Sure. Just watch yourself, Eddie Jackson. So Matt Nagy was kind of responding to the social media things that happened this week, namely his conversation with Jalen Johnson. I understand because that's that's kind of the social media world that we live in right now. Everything gets blown out of proportion. Um, so you got to accept that. That's number one. Like I said, I got four boys, so I understand the the social media world, and and I try to teach them what happens when you hit that button, how that goes, and how people can. You know, it's like you know we all have friends that probably text message us, and they never they either they never put like a period or an exclamation point or question mark you know you can't tell where they coming from you might take it a certain way so you know the fact of the matter is is that um when you 
do that. I understand that. But at the same point in time, we're able to talk through, okay, like you're saying, how that does affect that, but how we are internally. Because I know the relationship and where we're at right now with this team and where, where I'm at with Jalen. And I think it's a good, valuable learning lesson for everybody. I feel like Nagy is protesting a little bit too much that everything's really great behind the scenes here, despite the fact that it isn't. And he, his, his sheer and utter surprise that Jalen posted it on social media. Sean Desai, same thing. Didn't see it. I didn't see those posts, but they know that that's not acceptable. Yeah, but they did it. Mm-hmm. Like, and, uh, where is the boundary here? And I feel like there is trouble in Club Dub. There is stuff going on that is is running into Sunday that is affecting what happens on Sunday. And Nagy also insists that he's like really enjoying this head coaching role where he has a touch on everything. It's like, yeah, but how come you didn't, you didn't address this before it became an issue? There should be no, this should be one of those non-negotiables, right? Don't post stuff on social media that makes the team look bad. End of story. That should be meeting number one, social media. You got to holster all of that. Go zero dark 10 a la Mitch Trubisky, right? Like put it away until the season is over because it's no good can come of it. The one thing Mitch Trubisky did well I, in his did, Bears career was, was, yes, he was flawless. He was. Never he had it. hung it up. He said, I'm not going to post during the season. I mean, it's not a bad idea. No, it, I think it is the best. Yeah, it is the best. But way that should come it. from the head coach sure. and not from the guy who's now the backup quarterback in Buffalo. All right. Like yep. this should have come from Nagy, from Go. This is how we, we address the social media stuff. Don't post it. It'll all be there in the off season. Have at it. But yep. during the season, don't do something that reflects badly. And Nagy's like, oh, no, no. Our relationship is great. This goes back to what Ted Phillips and George McCaskey said in January of last year, that the, we, our culture is the envy of the NFL. I don't think so. I, beg I think different. you're protesting too much. So let's see if this impacts how they play today. She's Dion Miller. I'm Jeff Miller. Quick uh, look at the scoreboard around the league right now. The Packers are on top of Washington, 21 to seven. Looks like they are well on their way to their sixth victory of the season. Currently five and one. Aaron Rodgers already has three touchdown passes in that one. How about this, Dion? Look at the Titans up 27 nothing on the Chiefs on a short week for Tennessee. Yeah, a big win over the Bills, and now they're putting it on the Chiefs at home. That one, 27 nothing. 216 yards already. Yeah, A.J. Brown has 101 of those receiving yards. The Falcons right now on top of Miami in Miami, 20-7. to Matt Ryan's thrown a couple of touchdown passes. None to Kyle Pitts, but he's already got 101 receiving yards on the day so far uh, early in the third quarter of that one. It's halftime at Gillette Stadium, and surprise, surprise, the Patriots still have the Jets number. Man, the Jets cannot. They're going to jet, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, 31-7 New England up on the Jets right now. The uh, one-win Jets, winless on the road. That looks like that trend may continue. How's Mac Jones doing? 169, passing two touchdowns. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. Damian Harris, 83 yards and a touchdown as well at halftime. And, of course, who could... uh Expect anything less from this one. The Giants and pa- Panthers with your traditional 5-3 to three score with 11-08 in the in third the quarter. In the third quarter. So there you go. Dear goodness. That's, not a whole lot of offense in that one. That's not good. And then uh, last game, last early game right now in Baltimore. Bengals the, and Ravens. Uh, this is a big This is big for my Browns. Um, but, uh, yeah, Bengals are 13-10. Uh, I love the Browns, the, the Browns slants from, uh, coming hey, from Dion. Hey, I know, Did you I know, see that I know. on Thursday night? That was I, really exciting. I, I no did. Baker, and so they beat the Broncos. So I was just going to say, are you uh, are you saying uh, Case Keenum time now? I, 
in it, Cleveland? It's the Case Keenum moment, okay. not time, just right. the moment. Uh, Bengals are up 13-10 on the Ravens. This could be big for Cincinnati. So there you go. There's your uh, NFL scoreboard right now from the early games. Up next, we check in with uh, Teddy Greenstein of PointsBet Sportsbook. He'll give us all the latest on uh, the NFL lines and what we need to know about all these special boosts they have going on here at PointsBet. Come join us, PointsBet Sportsbook at Club Hawthorne. This is the ESPN Chicago Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show live from Hawthorne Racetrack and the Points Bet Sportsbook with ABC 7's Dion Miller and ESPN 1000's Jeff Miller. Listen to Chicago's home for sports on the ESPN Chicago app, 100.3 HD2, and ESPN 1000. Welcome back to the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show here on ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller alongside Dion Miller, and we are out today at the Points Bet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racecourse. It is absolutely magical. It we is. Are, we it's are magical. taking in a full NFL Sunday. It is glorious. And who better to guide us through <laughs> what we should be doing at Hawthorne Racecourse than the man himself from Points Bet Sportsbook? It's Teddy Greenstein. Teddy. We are just pumped, and we are getting set for Bears and Bucks at 3 o'clock today. Jeff, Dion, so good to be with you. I'm sorry I can't be with you there in person. My kid has a soccer game. That's the excuse. I happen to love when the Bears play in the late window. I feel like then it's like the main course, and we can uh, you know, just kind of having enjoyed these games as appetizers, the early ones. Well, uh, what are the Bears' chances here? I mean, you've seen this spread go from what was the highest at 12.5 and, and where it sits right now a couple of you know minutes here before kickoff. Yeah, Dion, you know what's interesting? We opened this line at 13, and we've gotten 70% of our handle on the Bucks, on the defending Super Bowl champs, and yet the line has trended down to 11.5. So that, here, here's what that tells you. Our traders are wary of the Sharps jumping on this late, and they don't want to give up 12.5 or 13 points here. So even though the Bucks 5-1 against the spread at home in their last six, we are wary of this line getting too high. One other thing notable about this, you know, most sports books out there are offering uh, the standard minus 110. We have minus 107 on either side. So you're saving three bucks for basically every $100 you bet. Still have the best odds on all uh, U.S. sports. Beautiful. And I will obviously correct myself. I said three, uh, force a habit. 325 kick, of course, as Teddy noted. They are the the uh, CBS uh, marquee matchup with Tony Romo and Jim Nance on the call. So I said three. We're on till three. The game kicks off at 325. All right, Teddy, tell us a little bit about the uh, extra boost, though, involving Justin Fields, four Bears fans out there who want to make a play on hopefully their soon-to-be one-day franchise quarterback here. Exactly. Hopefully that day is coming very, very soon. So, so here's our boost. Fields to throw for at least 200 yards and the Bears to cover the spread. This has been boosted from plus 225 to plus 300, which means you would triple your stake, whatever you bet on it. Here's why this is so interesting. Fields over-under for passing yards is 218.5. So 200 is a pretty good bargain there. And, you know, like if 200 or 218.5 seems really high, consider how much he will be passing if the Bears are trailing big in this game. So if you think the Bears are actually going to cover this spread, this is a great prop to hit because can they cover the spread without Justin Fields throwing for 200 yards? That seems pretty doubtful. So instead of you know, a money line bet of maybe plus 105 or around plus 100, 
here you get it at plus 300. I'm not sure how I feel about that just yet, but I hope I don't have to make that decision at the moment. Another thing that's really cool that PointsBet is doing is this name a bet. Can you talk to me about that, Teddy? Absolutely, Dion. So we have a name a bet in your honor and a name a bet in Jeff's honor. So here is Jeff's Allen Robinson to record 50 or more receiving yards and to score a touchdown plus 325. Now, notable, he has scored only one touchdown this season, averaging 39 <laughs> receiving yards a game. Uh, the good news, of course, he will play despite the sore ankle. And also good news, his targets have been on the rise lately from three against the Lions, five in Vegas, seven against the Packers. So he certainly seems to be meshing with uh, Justin Fields, certainly getting more attention. So that's an interesting one. Now, and Dion, Teddy, Teddy, real quick, yeah. Teddy, before you move to Dion, too, I want to mention, I love that, too, because the idea of, look, if he catches a long touchdown, hey, you hit on both yeah. and you got yourself yeah. a plus 325 payday. I love it. Yeah, I mean, you can obviously knock out both in one play, and you don't need the Bears to win or cover. You just need the 50 receiving yards and a score, and it, it pays handsomely, plus uh, 325. Now, Dion's out on a limb, this one. <laughs> the Bears' defense to record more interceptions than Tom Brady touchdown passes. The Bears have intercepted only four passes all season. Brady has thrown only three picks in six games, has 17 touchdown passes, so it will take a miracle, but hey, Illinois beat Penn State yesterday as a plus thirteen hundred underdog. This bet pays eight to one. So if uh, some really weird stuff happens in Tampa, this one will uh, pay out. Teddy, in full disclosure, when they went to a ninth overtime, I actually thought in my head maybe the Bears could beat the Bucks. I mean, you never know what could happen. <laughs> Crazier things that is out on a limb, like in the rain. But hey, I, I I don't want to tell people what to do, but I would lean towards Jeff's bet in that moment for sure. Yeah, but that's also why Jeff's is plus three twenty five and yours is plus eight hundred. <laughs> so right. you know, ten bucks gets you a return of ninety dollars on the Dion name of bet. Now, if people want to go the other way, the Tom Brady way, a little more conventional. Tom Brady three hundred plus passing yards. Two-plus touchdown passes. That one is boosted from plus 125 to plus 140. Brady is averaging 344 passing yards tops in the NFL. Fantastic stuff, Teddy. We do appreciate it. Uh, like I said, I have to uh, tell folks out there, this is absolutely the way to take in a Sunday, an NFL Sunday. We are here right now. We're watching the afternoon games getting set for Bears-Bucks later today. But this is this is perfect. You just... Hanging out, chilling out, watching the games at the at Hawthorne Racecourse. I mean, we're 20 minutes from downtown. I don't think it gets any better than this. This is how you should consume an NFL Sunday these Absolutely. days. Absolutely. And, guys, real quick, like I can hear the buzz in the background. Very important regarding these name of bets. You can only take advantage of these in person at one of our three locations. And, obviously, you should be going out to Hawthorne today to see you guys. So they're not on our site except for the Brady booth. So the Bears special ones. Get on out to those uh, betting windows or kiosks and uh, throw a few bucks down. Absolutely. Take Teddy's advice. All right, Teddy, we will talk next Sunday. Thanks so much, though, for popping on today. Love it, guys. Have a great one. You too. That is Teddy Greenstein of PointsBet Sportsbook. We're hanging out at Hawthorne Racecourse, the PointsBet Sportsbook. Here, Dion. I mean, I have to say, it doesn't get much better. Uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it's, right. it's, it doesn't even feel like we're working. No, no, it doesn't at all. Isn't You're that right. lovely? I know. We are stealing money. <laughs> all right, plenty more to come on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show back in two minutes here on ESPN 1000.